1: A violent taxi strike that ground Cape Town to a halt in August and left lingering scars after just eight days. Officials stood firm against taxi bosses. Now a fragile truce masks their mutual suspicion. But it's the residents and small businesses that are feeling it the most as they struggle to get
2: back on their feet. Here's Erin Bates. There is long-running tension between those who provide most of the transport to the people of the Western Cape, represented by the taxi association Santaco, and those who enforce the laws of the road. Last month, strife between taxi buses and the authorities exploded into a violent strike. Transport networks ground to a halt, paralyzed during a deadly and devastating taxi strike last month. It left commuters not only terrified, but stranded. In the township of Philippi, an NGO operating from a renovated concrete factory went on high alert. Security manager Vuyokazi
3: Tinise did not sleep that week. My worry was about the premises because I know what it holds inside. I know the assets that are inside.
2: Philippi Village provides a sanctuary for the community, for work and play. But like other public spaces across the Cape, it was suddenly vulnerable, a target for criminals emboldened by the taxi stairway.
3: Those eight days um, were like, yeah, it was so hectic. It was too much, so stressful. You feel sick, although you are not sick, but because of the shock of the things that are happening. Just getting
2: home on that first day was an ordeal for Vuyokazi's colleagues. Four staff members attempted to leave the premises with a baby in the car while on the phone to Philippi village CEO Bushra Razak. They said that they drove down the road with the most horrific experiences. They saw a bus on fire, a taxi on fire, people throwing rocks and throwing stones. One of our colleagues spoke about a massive piece of granite that went into the car front of them, and they saw it make contact with the driver 's head, blood, the car veering off the road. The situation escalated very quickly. Bushra used her community networks built up over years to secure her stranded staff and help them to safety. Our team were able to reach out to associations to community groups who were able to, in minutes, make contact with these drivers and say, please leave this group of people alone. Across the Cape, other people were not so lucky. Six men were murdered. Countless vehicles torched and damaged. The local bus service, Golden Arrow, lost nine vehicles. The mayor, Jordan Hill Lewis, says the city is still assessing the damage.
0: We've calculated that, and we're still adding up at a, a 30 million rand already, and that is why we are taking civil action against Santaco to to recover those. I know that Golden Arrows' losses will be similar amounts, so the damages will will be many, many tens of millions. Uh, the damage to the to the economy more broadly is much greater than that, even, because of the huge inconvenience to tens of thousands of commuters.
2: The mayor can see Cape Town's largest taxi rank from his office window. It's here that traffic officers and taxi drivers clashed in early August. The viral images fed a pent up rage among taxi operators. But the bad feeling runs deeper than a single incident. Taxi bosses and the authorities had been in difficult talks for months. There are many sticking points. Operating licenses, routes, subsidies, but the issue that generates the most anxiety is the impoundment of taxis breaking the law. Confiscation of taxis or impoundment is a legal sanction, but bitterly contested.
0: There are certain fundamental principles at stake here. They can't be subject to, you know, a wink and a handshake. One of them is that you can't negotiate away which parts of the law you don't like.
2: Yet, by the end of July, Cape Town's taxi bosses had had enough, says Santaco Western Cape Chairperson Mandla Hermanus.
3: The impoundments were continuing at an increasing rate because by that time we had had over 6,000 of our vehicles having been impounded. And as a direct result of that, we had uh, 488 vehicles being repossessed by the banks because the operators were no longer able to meet their financial obligations.
2: Out of pocket, out of patience, taxi drivers blockaded routes and intimidated road users. And almost immediately, vandals seized the opportunity to trash and loot.
0: We have more than 300 separate case numbers for cases already opened either by us or by SAPS themselves. More than 100 where people have already appeared in court Uh, most unfortunately uh, have have been let go.
2: While the police are investigating hundreds of individual incidents, the city is building a bigger case against Santaco. Where's the chain of evidence? Where's the proof that Santaco is, in your view, liable?
0: We've gone back and looked at, I think, 11 previous taxi strikes in, in Cape Town over the years, and every single one of them Uh, include exactly the same pattern of violence. Perhaps what we didn't have uh, in all those other cases was a a much wider expanse of of cameras available to the city, many thousands of cameras that the city now has on all of our freeways. So we are busy stitching together as much evidence as we can possibly uh, gather to try and make exactly that case.
2: Santaco rejects responsibility for the violence, they have already received some written claims, including one for 25 million Rand.
3: Just after the the stairway ended, we had already received like emails. It it was as if people were being mobilized to say, here's an email address. You had your window car broken. Please email here. And we know Rock-throwing happens every day. We don't believe that really. If there is a stay away, then all the criminality that normally happens is is then put on hold.
2: But it was all the more dangerous in crime-ridden hotspots like Philippi. Late one night, a mob operating a bulldozer targeted 60 small businesses situated in street-facing shipping containers in Philippi
3: village. Everything happened so fast. It was like a movie. Because it was just a boom, boom, boom. And then after that, the crowd go inside, take the thing so quick. Bushra and the security team called
2: on a nearby business for backup. And while five containers were vandalized, the rest was saved, but even that was a heavy price to pay. Rebuilding and repairing damage is one thing, but recovering from the violence, the trauma and loss is not easy for the people and communities most affected. One of those was Nomafo Mdlambuzi, a Philippi village fashion designer who supports her extended family making garments and doing embroidery. Her container was looted by the mob on the bulldozer. We came a running, and when we got here, I nearly died. It was like a dead person to me. I didn't believe it, and I still don't believe it even now if it happens.
3: I was really hurt. Actually, this taxi strike just killed my plants. And I was so, so sad.
1: Especially when we're home, seeing my mother crying, that is part of the thing that I never wanted in
2: life. The looters took her finished orders, her material, and some of her machines. They dropped her heavy embroidery machine on their way out, damaging it. It took me a week to come back, two weeks to come back. Even my mom would push me and say, no, I'm not going there, because every time when I enter there, I just got a picture of people taking what's not belonging on them. And it really kills me. During the eight days of the strike, Santaco tried to distance itself from the violence to appease an enraged public.
3: They always say the law enforcement is intelligence driven, you know, They should have been able to to anticipate some of those things.
2: The strike has raised Santaco's profile in the province. Political parties and industry bodies are queuing up to meet the executive. But trust with local government is taking time to build, despite ongoing negotiations.
3: The government now was at the forefront of saying, these are thugs, these are criminals, these are mafias, these are extortionists. These are less than decent human beings simply because we are saying you cannot impound my vehicle because it's got two people more than it should have.
2: The mayor says he will hold Santaco to account through the criminal justice system, through court orders and the ballooning damages claim.
0: I mean, many thousands of South Africans, not just Kavitonians, have been in touch with us to say how much the taxi strike has given them hope. Uh, and that's a very strange thing to say. If we want to be successful as a country in the future, we have to stand by the rule of law.
2: The relationship between all parties remains fragile, but they did reach an agreement to prevent such chaos from happening again, a mandatory 36-hour notice period before a strike.
0: The, the safety and escalation mechanisms, I think, are a real step forward in, in a way that will, will I hope, show its worth in years to come and I think will come to be copied across the industry uh, as, as we go further
2: In the last weeks the people at Philippi Village have been sharing their taxi strike stories reviewing the crisis finding their calm and working on ways to build even stronger community bonds as the best protection for when this happens again
1: On the 28th of September, negotiations between Santaco and the city of Cape Town finally came to a close, with both parties announcing they've reached an agreement. The minibus taxi task team will now ensure the various points as agreed upon will be implemented over the next 30 days. Thanks for listening. In case you missed any of our earlier episodes, you can find them all now on Spotify and all other major platforms. Also, head on over to the Carte Blanche website for more insightful content.